0: <clears throat> uh <coughs> oh, oh,
1: back to our podcast within a podcast pottering around the hailstorm of owls afflicting Mangum reeds. We are three muggles who just realized that Spencer's whole life has been geared towards freeing house elves. My name is Sarah. I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, VJ and Spencer. How are you all doing?
2: How long were you waiting to use that?
1: I've been so excited for two books. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm just so overjoyed because I've never had a character in the books yet. We've talked about that I would be the odd guy out in solving any of the puzzles. My chosen house is reduced to utter irrelevance in the story. But now I've found out that I am the golden god of freeing slaves. Mm-hmm. This, I, I'm just, it's so nice to realize what your purpose is in life. Now, if only I can find a way to make it to the Hogwarts world and offer my sock services to the broader <laughs> house elf community. You know?
1: Yeah, you're dropping socks off at uh, various Muggle households is like not, I think, having its intended purpose,
0: Spencer. The, what this was all this time, training. This was training. <laughs> Sorry to use you guys as guinea pigs in terms of building up my own skills in this regard, but the moment I get an owl at my door carrying me a letter, my
2: purpose in life is complete. He's going to be it's the all for the greater uh, good, Spencer. The Wizard Lincoln for house elves and and Hogwarts.
0: <laughs> yeah, does that keep like Frederick Douglas, B.J. in terms of buying me so many socks to make this possible? anyway I can help encourage me along the purpose <laughs> hopefully they're a little cleaner though don't, don't, don't worry I've used them since they they're no longer in their original state <laughs>
1: oh boy. Um, well we have uh, some segments that we do here on this our final chapter of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets yay, yay. so we have a rapid-fire recap uh, BJ's wizard wheezes uh, Spencer, you have some newbie note, newbies notes, and uh, we award house points. And then there are, as there always are, questions. Although I'm hoping that we are in a nice summing up end of the book chapter, and those might be <laughs> minimal. Um, minimal, a, yeah.
0: A, a few bits of, of lore building, but you're right. For these last chapters, they're essentially serving as the fable for the entire story. So they're very much wrapped up in a bow. Yes.
1: Um, so, are we ready to get started with our recap?
0: Uh, I'm ready. Uh, do you have an estimate for how long this one will take? Because I feel like it's a bit of an odd bird to approximate.
1: Spencer, I think I can do this in under two minutes.
0: Oh, feeling cocky here. Are you trying to compete for the <laughs> Gryffindor points right now? Well, they, they're apparently just up for grabs. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For each, for, well, I'll make it for each uh, five seconds you get off 100 points for Ravenclaw.
1: Okay, perfect. We'll see if I can beat out uh, Harry and Ron's (laughs) extra bits. Best of luck. So Harry, Ron, Jenny, and Lockhart are all at McGonagall's office where Dumbledore and the Weasley parents are too. Harry tells the whole story trying to leave out more damning details of Jenny's involvement, but Dumbledore is on the case, suggesting that Voldemort had to have enchanted Jenny, much to the horror of the Elder Weasleys. So the story of the diary comes out. She did find it in one of her second-hand books. And the petrified student-slash-ghost-slash-cat have had the mandrake juice, so Jenny is very relieved that none of them are dead. Everybody leaves but Harry and Ron, and Dumbledore decides to swoop in with the extra year in Gryffindor points and a couple of special awards for services to the school. But oh wait, Lockhart is still there and doesn't remember anything which Dumbledore finds hilarious. Ron takes Lockhart to the infirmary. Harry has questions about Riddle and Voldemort and Slytherin. Dumbledore suspects that Voldemort transferred some of his powers to Harry when he tried to kill him. But he's also convinced that Harry should in fact be in Gryffindor because he chose to be there. And he pulled Gryffindor's sword out of the sorting hat. So there's that. Then Lucius Malfoy shows, turns up with Dobby, who is, he is pre- predictably horrible to. Lucius wants to know why Dumbledore is back and who the culprit was. Dumbledore holds up the diary and says some very knowing things to Mr. Malfoy about how Jenny might have gotten hold of it and what the consequences for her and the rest of the Weasley family might have been if it hadn't been recovered. But nothing is provable, and Lucius Malfoy hightails it out of there with Dobby. Harry asks to, give the, asks to give the diary back to Mr. Malfoy, rips off his sock, and covers the book with it before chasing Malfoy down to give it to him. Malfoy throws the sock aside, threatens Harry, and orders Dobby to come with him. But Dobby caught a sock. Dobby is a free elf. And when Lucius Malfoy tries to attack Harry, Dobby puts the smackdown on him. Dobby takes off to make his own way in the world, and Harry joins the general celebration in the common room. On the train home, we get a few more revelations. Um, as we talked about last time, Jenny caught Percy uh, snogging his girlfriend. Harry gives Ron and Hermione his telephone number, and all of a sudden, Harry is back to the Dursleys.
0: Exactly two minutes. All right. To the No extra
1: points, but didn't lose any.
0: Still well done. <laughs> There was a lot to cover there. I mean, there's a lot of very separate... There's a lot of separate moving pieces that make up this chapter.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and all of the the like various scenes of wrapping up are always a little... Um, disjointed? Rapid-fire. Disjointed, perhaps <laughs> one might say. Uh, but you got to get to the end of the book, BJ.
2: Mm-hmm. That's true. Um,
1: uh, so what do you have for us, BJ?
2: Um, I have... Two paragraphs, uh, one of which I might <laughs> um, and ensnare and somebody else to to read, um, okay. possibly with punk- punctuation, depending on your feelings on that. Um, mm-hmm. I'll go with the first one in the beginning of the chapter and hand off the uh, the other section toward that's towards the end of the chapter. Um, so this is a couple of pages in when Harry's deciding to recount sort of all of the things, the paragraph starts. Then he started telling them everything. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Then he started telling them everything. Nice short sentence clear and to the point for nearly a quarter hour, a quarter of an hour, he spoke into the rap silence, colon, colon. <laughs> I see it coming. <laughs> he told them about hearing the disembodied voice, comma. How Hermione had finally realized that he was hearing a basilisk in the pipes. Okay. Semicolon. How he and Ron had followed the spiders into the forest. Comma. That Aragog had told him where the last victim of the basilisk had died. Semicolon. How he had guessed that Morning Myrtle had been the victim. Comma. And that the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets might be in her bathroom. Dot, dot, dot. We have an ellipsis, everybody. We have an ellipsis. <laughs> I'm okay, so say this that is objectively
1: insane, <laughs>
0: yes. but
1: but what I will say in this insanity, there is a little bit of internal logic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the semicolons seem to be dividing up um, particular not not like actual chapters in the book chapters, but just sort of chapters in the story unfolding. Yeah. So yes, we have the kind of, of like basilisk in the pipes.
2: Kind well, of what we also have. Hermione did something yes ron helped harry with something and then harry chamber of s- secrets harry figured stuff. Yeah. sort of something out
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's that's also fair
0: from a grammatical standpoint this is correct it's just hyper conscious of included commas within clauses <laughs> I mean, it's just desperately afraid that people are going to get confused about the fact that there's extra commas in each of these sentences and so it's decided to convert the commas to semicolons to make it to, you know, provide extra clarity. But good God, is that a, a uh, punctuation
2: slog? It's a lot to deal with. It is. Um, so I want to uh, jump a little bit towards the end. I think this is during the uh, the celebratory supper that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And if I can enlist one of you to uh, to do this, or or I can do it again. It starts. Uh, Harry didn't know what the best bit was. I uh, gotta find it first. I want. Um, yes, I um. believe it's after the. Uh, oh, I
1: see. Okay, there. I've got it.
2: Go on ahead. Um, Go on ahead, then, because I can't we'll, find it yet.
1: Okay. So you want me to start from Harry didn't know what the best bit was? If you wouldn't mind. Okay. Harry didn't know whether the best bit was Hermione running toward him, comma, screaming, you solved it, exclamation point, you solved it, exclamation point, end quote, or Justin hurrying over from the Hufflepuff table to wring his hand and apologize endlessly for suspecting him, comma. Or Hagrid running up at half past three, comma, cuffing Harry and Ron so hard on the shoulders that they were knocked into their plates of trifle, comma, or his and Ron's 400 points for Gryffindor securing the house cup for the second year running, comma, or Professor McGonigal standing up what? to tell them that the exams had been canceled as a school treat, quotation mark, oh no, exclamation point, end quotation mark, said Hermione, end parentheses, comma, or Dumbledore announcing that comma, unfortunately, comma, Professor Lockhart would be unable to return next year, comma, owing to the fact that he needed to go away and get his memory back, period.
0: Victor Hugo, eat your heart out. That's a sentence right there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Um, I, I just, I thoroughly enjoy when this happens in these books, and it seems to be like a very end of not only is there a lot crammed into individual chapters sentences also try and take up a lot of the burden
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well I, it is an accurate I think it is a, um, a <laughs> punctuational <laughs> understanding of how time is passing for Harry in these moments Yeah,
0: the, the goal here is a description of chaos and in that regard it succeeds in its own unique way indeed Oh, BJ, uh, yeah.
1: BJ, yeah. I like I like that you have clued in on those and will bring them to our attention.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have found a good segment right here. This is fun.
1: I yes, I like this a lot. And in fact, uh reading them out loud does produce some wheezing. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do my best. You know, we might have to switch back to puns for, you know, the early chapters and then oh, we can beginning
1: of book three, yeah. You
2: know, segue back into um carrying sentences. Sure. <laughs> So, newbie, Whew. what uh, notes do you have?
0: Uh, well, first things first, I really enjoy that McGonagall is the long-suffering straight man of Hogwarts. It makes, <laughs> it makes her very entertaining. The um, in, in various moments we see of her in this chapter are, first thing, when Harry walks in with Ginny, okay. Dumbledore's just sitting there smiling, contented. Molly Weasley's just overjoyed. And McGonagall's about halfway to a heart attack. She's clutching her chest, barely able to stand, because she's the only one that's taking this situation seriously, apparently. Dumbledore is just not capable of it. I think
2: they did okay with Maggie Smith.
0: Uh, right, right. Maggie Smith plays McGonagall in the movies, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, yeah, she seems perfect for that role.
2: A uh, bit older, I think
0: we talked about before, than I would see the character. But yeah, she gets the right tone across. Uh, but same thing happens when McGonagall leaves the room before Dumbledore just kind of just sends her out. And she just very crisply says, oh, you're handling it then? Okay, bye. And just leaves. It's like, I'm done. I've, I've borne the stress for everyone long enough. I'm out. Um,
1: uh, Mag- Professor McGonagall is going to have a very large glass of sherry at the end of oh. this night.
0: <laughs> well deserved. It's a fun thing to debate in books, like, who's the alcoholic? McGonagall may just be (laughs) as a method of coping. Because, again, with what we've seen of the professors so far, she is the only one that legitimately... You legitimately want an administration at the school. Mm -hmm. That's a lot to bear on her own shoulders. As for that subject of that scene, uh, it begins with, Harry started telling them everything, to which I'm putting down the book screaming, ABOUT DAMN TIME! (laughs) Why do you wait to the end of these books to finally talk to adults? Please start talking to them earlier. Now, I say that, but the one moment of reticence he has in this entire book that he has in this section, and I kind of share it for the half second that it's relevant, of where he's barring the entire story and then he gets to the subject of Jennings, and this is what he doesn't want to say. And I'm looking at this going, okay, that may be fair. Because it's going to be hard for them to believe that she was possessed and walking through this when you basically have no evidence other than a stabbed diary When she clearly has been doing all of these things and not seeking out help, there could be some blowback here. But the moment I have that, the next sentence is, Dumbledore smiles. Because Dumbledore immediately (laughs) just brushes all that under the rug. Because he already knows all of it. Which again, just further proves, Harry, Dumbledore already knows and he approves he probably started it. Just talk to the man. If anything, it might mess him up in his own game, because he's basically been building these plans on you acting independently. And if you actually go and go, up, go to him up front and try to enlist his help, he might not know what to do. That's not his role as he sees it. Uh, Molly Weasley's advice here is very much something you, I can picture being said in the magical world, particularly given her tendency to animate objects of never trust anything that, that can think for itself if you can't see where it keeps its brain. That is such a magical principle to live by with all the animated objects they're constantly sending around <laughs> that unless you have a, unless you have a birth certificate on hand or some means of determining uh, you know natural born life have doubts not sure who's Who manifested this object or what what's uh, what's controlling it
1: I would like to point out um, that in a previous episode of um, talking about the diary we had discussed the different reactions that Ron and Hermione had to this diary Mm -hmm. Uh, and Hermione was very interested in trying to figure out how to get into its secrets and Ron good Weasley boy that he is said nope that's clearly evil (laughs)
0: Excellent callback. <laughs> I had forgotten about that entirely. But yes, this this is this is what she said. She even says it of, don't you remember what I always told you? So yeah, that very much could be Ron's reaction of, nope, mom hammered this into me from day one. Strange magical artifact gets <laughs> tossed into the fire. If
2: I don't know where it came from, if I don't know who's speaking to me, it dies without question. Yep. Also a little weird, you know, the the like, if I don't know where its brain is, it's like, mm, that's an interesting... It's catchy.
0: It's, I don't think it's meant exactly literally here. It could come across as being remarkably racist or specious, but, you know, it gets the point across. That—that That is true. Uh, Dumbledore's treatment plan is the best idea ever for almost any medical condition. A bed rest and hot chocolate just works wonders, at least on your mood. So, yes, I endorse this as a treatment of Ginny for right now. We're going to follow that up <laughs> with intense psychological therapy, but start with the bed rest and the hot cocoa. Ah, stiff upper
2: lip. She's fine.
0: Yeah, true. These are British people. Um, in terms of the points that are just being thrown around here, correct me if I'm wrong, but does Dumbledore give these two 200 points apiece again? Uh Uh-huh. Isn't that what he gave them last book, or was it 100 points apiece then?
1: Um, I believe he gave Ron and Hermione both 50 points apiece, Mm -hmm. and Harry 60, and Neville 10.
0: Gotcha. So he's just completely broken the bank with this one. To be fair, the level of crisis has accelerated somewhat. These kids did thwart a very serious situation that was bordering on getting him fired, Hogwarts maybe simply permanently closed, and lots of people dying. So all of that probably merits a, you know, degree of greater praise. But now I'm getting worried by book four what the exponential rate of points are going to be. We're going to see point inflation (laughs) at this rate. I don't know what's going to come, but it seems like, you know, we're going to start needing to use, you know, various exponents to, to understand what the amount of points these kids are getting per episode.
2: They're going to implement mm-hmm. a point tax because, oh, you, know, yes. cl- you know, that's the best way to get some points out of circulation. Mm-hmm. So, so then you can continue issuing points at, at a similar rate and not have, you know, significant point inflation.
0: Poor, poor Harry, Ron, and Hermione are being the 1% of point earners that have to support the rest of the school. <laughs> there are, it's, there a, are,
2: tr- it's a trickle-down point economy at this oh point. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are const, constant
0: Hufflepuffs that are not surviving above the point poverty line that these guys need to step in and provide greater support of. Uh, Dumbledore's treatment of Lockhart is just so him of where this is a guy that you know just tried to kill a student who has been lying the whole damn time, who's been committing countless acts of fraud that you were apparently either aware of or just letting gloss over you. And his response is just amused and flippant that he's lost his memory. There's no element of surprise here at all. There's no element of anyway being taken aback about you let this guy into the university, presumably on your personal endorsement. He's just like, eh, you got hoisted by your own petard. And it just seems to scream Dumbledore over the course of these books. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And then very flippantly at the end of this conversation, he's like, oh, I guess I better write a new want ad for the Daily Profit." We're
0: just going through them <laughs> because so Because we've quickly. gone through another one. Yeah, it apparently is a rough thing to be, uh, uh what, Defense Against the Dark Arts? Is that what these guys are? Uh, another mm-hmm. one bites the Dada dust. <laughs> yeah, at least, at, at least so far they've had a very <laughs> low success rate over the course of these two books. I'm hoping later books are going to subvert that, but this may be a theme going forward. Um... I'll save the questions about Fox and the Sword for questions, because it was in relics. Um It's interesting what I got right here or what I got wrong in my various theories that I had over the course of these book. I could not have been more wrong on the subject of there being some vast conspiracy to get Harry the book get the get Harry the journal. I was apparently completely wrong about all that shit. That was literally just <laughs> every now and then Jenny was just losing it. She was tossing it in the <laughs> toilet, and then Once she realized Harry had it, she got it back because she was worried that it was in some way going to spill her secrets. It's like, oh, I assumed a lot into that scenario (laughs) where it was a much more (laughs) simple explanation that I was going with. Uh, My various bits of paranoia were a bit more correct on the subject of Voldemort and Harry's similarities, though. Because it does seem that... I don't think Dumbledore even fully gets it himself that whatever Voldemort did when he attempted to... And at this point, we're even kind of assuming he even really tried to kill Harry. We don't even really know what happened there at all. Whatever, that room, whatever happened in that room where uh, Harry's parents died and Voldemort just disappeared for a long period of time, and Harry got a scar, apparently t- imprinted a little bit of Voldemort in him. So apparently passing various slytherin aspects, like being a, being a parcel... I always confuse these two. He is a parcel, parcel mouth-speaking... Mouth. Tongue, parcel tongue. Mm-hmm. That's right. I got that right. So that, that is where that came from. That, that is kind of a shared point between the two of them. I wonder how, much, how broad this is going to lead. Are these two kind of joined at the hip in some ways from now on? Is this going to be kind of like a thing from Dracula where if you've been touched by the vampire you can kind of see through their eyes or sense them at various ways? If so, that'd be cool, but it seems like no one really knows how this works yet. Um, we'll just have to see. Uh, President Voldemort apparently was just hanging out in Albania which is really interesting that Dumbledore just knows that mm-hmm. why aren't they sending agents this guy is presumably an, out- an outlaw why aren't they calling I guess the magical ministry of Albania and having him be arrested but you know mountains mountains and, and forests of Albania are pretty rugged so I guess there's plenty of areas for him to hide um, we get a one it seems like Dumbledore's role in a lot of these books is to in the last chapter swoop in and deliver our moral to this fable to deliver a lesson that, you know, the parents that are reading the story these kids can very much end on is a lesson they can understand out of this or get out of the book. But his line about, it is our choices, Harry, that show, us, show what we truly are far more than our abilities, is a great sentiment. It is a very encouraging line. And at this moment, it is exactly what Harry needs to hear. He has been throughout this entire story, and the last one too, very much doubting and questioning himself. And so now upon hearing that he's a little bit Voldemortish. This is the exact thing he needs to to reassure him, that you are your own person, you choose your own fate. There is nothing, there is nothing of what you were born with and put upon you that binds you. And kudos to, uh, kudos to um, oh dear God, why did I do something for you? Yes, kudos there that she thinks of this wonderful moral for us to go by. <laughs> um, it's also now apparent that I got the villain wrong of this story. Because I was correct about what Lucius Malfoy did with the book. I was not correct, or at least I hadn't assumed, about the level of subtle, clever, and downright evil planning he put into this. This wasn't an accident. This was something he intentionally set in motion to make everything happen in this story. And it's legitimately clever. If Harry hadn't just by sheer luck gotten involved, or if, you know, Dumbledore had decided to continue to just watch Contended on the Sidelines, this could have worked with Ginny dead and un- anyone, un- uh, no one available to, you know, spill the beans on him. It ends up blowing up in his face monstrously, and I would say that his plan with respect to getting Dumbledore out of threatening and blackmailing other wizards probably had a short a short half-life of success, because as we can see here, they're all too willing to sell him out once things start to go in the other direction. But this kind of improves my opinion of the book a little bit, because I, un- I was a little bit unhappy with Tom Riddle being the ultimate villain, But now that I understand that, no, 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 this diary was just a tool on behalf of the greater villain of this entire book, that I like. This this gives me a much more complete view of Lucius Malfoy, and he's interesting. He seems to skate away very scot-free from anything that he does, but this guy is malevolent. And, you know, it's nice to have an extra villain to the story beyond simply Voldemort to identify with.
1: And you know it is interesting that um, Lucius Malfoy also seems to have gotten in his own way a little bit here right by being a little too a little too clever with the well, let me see if I can get the Weasleys at the same time yeah. that i 'm trying mm-hmm. to get this book back in right because like it is entirely possible that if he had just given that book to somebody mm-hmm. else,
0: mm-hmm.
1: just some random student um, or even given it to his son or his son's friends or what, whatever um that there wouldn't have been this like bigger crisis. plot on uh, plot and crisis um on behalf of, of harry and dumbledore and all of this to kind of like figure it out
0: yeah in some ways he almost seems like he's a victim of his own success here of where mm-hmm. once he once he put together a plan that could accomplish his objectives he immediately went oh who else can i wrap up into this and so like oh i can get the weasleys i can get dumbledore i can get hogwarts Let's do a queen sweep. And if he'd just been a little bit more conservative in his planning, a little less ambitious, it probably would have succeeded.
2: The the uh, phrase that comes to mind is the enemy of good is better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else I got next? Oh, Dobby is halfway helpful in this chapter,
0: and I find that the most shocking thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> emphasis on halfway because again Harry's the only one that's not getting this Dumbledore knew about this in advance but you know Dobby's getting Harry involved uh, we also see that apparently his clue as to deducing it was Voldemort is the most impossible bit of conv- convoluted logic I've ever heard I had to read it four times to understand it Did it was not intended to make sense um, but still he's trying in a way that's not imminently threatening to our character's life and limb so that's improvement It's also just reassuring to my soul that I've been right about socks the entire damn time. (laughs) (laughs) Little did y'all know that I have been trying to free possible house elves that have been living in your houses for like the last ten years that you've known me. But this has been my plan all along, and it's now good to see J.K. Rowling reaffirm that it works. That the mere act of having an incredibly dirty, well-used sock distributed to someone immediately will lead it being put into the hands of a house, health, and earning their freedom. So I am reaffirmed. I'm going to keep doing this forever, and the more socks that get out there, the more members of this species will find
2: freedom and their own will in life. So, I'm going to call this your Emancipation soclamation. <laughs> <laughs> it is very much that.
1: Um, I, d- I am going to, Spencer, isolate this diatribe that you just went on. Um, and I am going to replay it for you in about a book and a half.
0: Oh, God. Is this gonna, please don't let this blow up in my face. I've never been this happy before.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's going to blow up in your face, but it will um, It will resonate in interesting ways. Well, I mean, <laughs>
0: t- to be fair, uh, we've seen before that Dobby is scarily powerful, and now that he has the shackles removed, As you said, he just wipes the floor with Lucius Malfoy, who I'm imagining is not a weak wizard. No. But Dobby just Mm -mm. steps in and just as a minor act of will says, Oh, you're in some way mildly threatening the guy that just freed me? You are flying full speed across this room right now. And I'm just holding my hand out. I don't need a wand. I don't need need these extra magical artifacts. The magic is me, sir.
2: Yeah, kind of like freeing a djinn. Not always <laughs> the best choice. Yeah,
0: they're not all in Robin Williams' style. This could work out very badly. <laughs> uh, Cancelled exams is indeed the best treat ever. If that would ever have happened in any of the years I ever had in school, I would have been overjoyed. And this was one of the ways that proves I am not in the end of Hermione because her reaction. Are you up- sure?
2: I could feel. I feel like you probably like asked per, like teachers like aren't weren't we supposed to have a quiz today or wasn't there homework we were supposed to turn in.
0: Uh, you know, that got beaten out of me in elementary school, and I wish I was... Th- I'm not meaning that entirely literally, but, you know, that was a... P- Here, here's the certain point. Uh There's being smart, and there's, be- there's being, like, book smart, and then there's being socially smart. And screwing over your peers is socially very dumb. So <laughs> when you've got the chance to give them a leg up, it's good on you too, even if it's not the scenario you necessarily want. Hermione is incredibly book smart, logically smart, usefully smart in that regard. But... She is not the most socially adept person in the world, so her reaction here is hilarious of where everyone in the room is overjoyed, and she's actually apparently yelling out oh no to finding out exams are cancelled. Now, I'm also expecting at the start of the next book that Percy's going to kill somebody, uh, because with his brothers finding out about the, uh, you know, to use your phrase, BJ, the girl he's been snogging, uh, (laughs) I, I... I picture Percy as being the, you know, discipline-controlled person that just finds a breaking point and then just, you know, you find in the crime blotter having murdered somebody that just poked him a little bit too far. But with all those, bro- with, with his various brothers now finding out about this, oh dear God, this can't work out well. Uh, they are going to rake him over the coals
2: nonstop until, you know, a certain person of England just ceases to exist. They have a summer to get this out of their systems and... Wreak as much havoc on the garden gnomes as humanly possible. <laughs> Work out your aggression there.
1: Molly Weasley is going to have a great summer. Oh, yeah. A gnome-free garden. And
0: <laughs> uh, Assuming, again, like we talked about last chapter, Molly Weasley doesn't end up murdering four of her sons for not better supporting her daughter here. Sure. But uh, I will be very curious to see what comes of that in the next book. And that finishes up my newbie's notes for this one.
1: All right. Uh, so final house points. Of, do do um, house
2: elves have house points?
1: Well, see, here is the question. Um, because Dobby clearly had the best of all possible chapters here. Mm-hmm. Um, but...
2: Does that mean you're giving house points to Slytherin? Or...
1: Well, Dobby doesn't have a house. <laughs> anymore. Yeah.
2: Man, that just led to a
0: question I'm going to ask about whether the non-humans can even get into Hogwarts. Uh,
1: No, they can't. Which is why Ooh. I am... um. Trying to suss out if I can give them house points. I'm not sure that I can. So Dobby is going to be content with his freedom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and we'll go back to the regular old house point system. And actually, you know what? I was going to give Harry house points because we are in the last chapter and like he got house points and that seems super great. But you know who really won this chapter? Oh, so. Who? had a really, really good chapter? Molly Weasley.
2: Fair, okay. <laughs> Molly I was Weasley say, got Ginny her daughter back. Ginny also had a really good, like, get out of That's jail true. free chapter.
1: <laughs> yeah, but she, yeah, she really did.
0: Between the two, this though. this was a
2: Weasley chapter. This, like, everything yes. was coming up Weasley this chapter. Oh yeah, probably the only chapter <laughs> of the <laughs> yeah, entire series. Let's just give
1: it to the Weasleys. I am, I am very comfortable. Just blanket Weasleys get all of the points.
0: I fully endorse um, this, except
1: his. maybe for Percy. Um, oh, who cares
0: about him? I fully endorse this decision. Percy is the Um, worst
2: character in all of the books, (laughs) so I am fine with him not being included within the Weasley family. I don't think he wants to be Uh, part of the the Weasley family. He may not be
1: for a couple of books that we will get to eventually. Um, And losers... Lucius Malfoy did not have a
0: good end of this chapter he, he, he seems like he's almost the inverse of Molly Weasley if she started at the lowest possible point yes. and has just gone up by you know leagues since then by comparison Lucius Malfoy entered this chapter content that everything was coming up him and all that came crashing down even losing his slave in the end
1: I think that we could also extrapolate out for that um, because two Gryffindors just got 400 house oh. points um, that all of Slytherin lost <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's not even a competition really just it's bad <laughs> uh, despite the fact yeah, it's even true you also invested all that money in getting them brooms, so they help them win the house cup and then they'll again lose it the very last possible second for the second year running
1: yeah um, so bad all around we're doing some some blanket some Dumbledore like blanket point awards <laughs> and demerits here
0: Gryffindor good Slytherin bad
1: perfect um, so what questions do we have
2: um, so, mm-hmm. I was going to say, before we move on uh, past house points, yes. um, I have a house point specific question, which is, is the house cup ever awarded in a non-capricious uh, manner? Um, that long delay that, probably that answers exactly that one. exactly <laughs> the answer that I wanted. Sorry, I interrupted you, Spencer, but I really wanted to ask this question right now. Yeah,
0: that long delay was the, exactly the answer I was after too. It's just like okay, it's I, just that.
1: I'm not a hundred percent sure, but the fact that I can't pinpoint from my memory one where it was just normal would suggest that mostly not. Cool. Mostly not. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, there might be a couple of years where it's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but that was also probably done for capricious
0: reasons. So fair enough. But, I mean, they were, getting re- yeah. they were getting ready to cancel it this year, weren't they? Uh, yeah, maybe. When I mean, they were going to close the school, so, you know, I don't think... Well, yeah, uh, that would have been... I don't, think the, I don't think anyone's taking the cup home with them.
2: I mean, they might have announced it. And they can't do like, Zoom meetings. All right. He's got to be a magical to Zoom. To school closed.
0: <laughs> I mean, they don't even just do magical meetings. Just everybody just yell in the fireplace at each other. Make that work.
1: <laughs> That's true.
2: God, that would be annoying. <laughs> or or just everybody takes pictures of themselves and, like, puts it in the... Uh, <laughs> don't worry. And...
0: A picture will do it for me.
2: <laughs> um, a question for me
0: is just one of interpretation, but we see that um, when Dumbledore is talking about Fox's reaction that uh, he only would have come to you because... He only came to you because of the real loyalty you showed me. Mm-hmm. Is that... To what degree is Fox its own in, his own independent character, with his own independent intelligence, or is he just like an agent of Dumbledore's work?
1: Um, Fox does Fox things.
0: Okay, so Fox is his I own think. creature.
1: But he is, I mean, he is, like, he, I, I really think that he is pr- probably, like, very in tune with Dumbledore, because, like, they just sit in their <laughs> Dumbledore's office all day. Listen to, it's the,
0: like, listen to the hat sing them all day.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um... But apart from, I think being like a just a kind of powerful magical creature on his own, and the fact um, that they do seem to have this very close bond, I like Fox is not unlike Hedwig. Uh,
0: that was kind of the point I was going to was that whether he was, you know, almost like a magical magical manifestation, magical manifestation of Dumbledore, or whether he was more like a familiar, and it seems like he's defaulting yeah. toward, more towards the latter.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep okay um yeah but they I mean they do have a like a very close relationship but I I would say that it he's much more like a familiar okay
2: I have a follow-up to Spencer's question lay it Uh, on me how old is Fox that's a fun question
1: oh interesting um
2: do we know prior wizards familiars going back in time a little bit that might be kind of relevant huh are you suggesting (gasps) Um, he's an ancient artifact hmm. too in some ways Oh, a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I did, don't know. Did
2: Godric Gryffindor have a phoenix familiar?
1: Oh, I don't know, but I just I don't know. The internet says that Fox is seventy nine years old.
2: That's disappointing.
1: I know.
0: <laughs> okay, that that's in the category of things I really wish that uh, J.K. Rowling hadn't made clear because that was a fun theory. Well, right I there, don't. Yeah,
1: I don't know where this came. This information comes from. Hold on. Um. Well, no. This now says that he was born sometime before 1938.
2: Okay. Hm. How how do we know that? I don't know. Okay. Sometimes they'll have uh various useful bits of information and have like a oh it's just uh, like things that JK Rowling said or like the book that it was in. So, anyway, mm-hmm. That's what
1: I'm trying to figure out um but I don't
2: Uh oh, okay. Uh I
0: I looked it up. This was dangerous. Um who, who, remind me who
1: Spencer, you're not allowed
0: to look at uh, I was up. curious. Uh who remind remind me who uh Olivander is.
1: Olivander, i I think I'm in the same spot that you are. He is the wand maker, um, who Harry bought his wand from. And don't read any more about stopping, Fox and the wand. I'm stopping,
0: I'm stopping. <laughs> I, just, I literally just clicked on his birth date and it led me to this where he <laughs> that he acquired two of Fox's tail feathers in that year. Yes. So that um so
1: he had to have been alive then, but I'm not
2: Oh. Okay. Oh,
1: that makes sense. Hold on. That math works.
2: <laughs> I was going to say that the two wands also make sense. So. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Hmm.
0: What's in Harry's wand again? A phoenix feather.
2: And a oh. unicorn hair. Okay. Because that's what they have. Anyway.
0: Well, well that could that could explain a further connection between uh, Fox and Harry. Just uh, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Fox is even picking up on the fact, hey, a bit of me is in your wand.
1: Yeah. That could be true. Yeah.
0: All right. That's fun. Um. Alright, uh, follow up from me, uh, it seems like that the sword, uh, that Godric Gryffindor's sword is a bit of like a holy relic of the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any kind of equivalent for the other houses that we get to meet? Or if it's too much of a spoiler, you can just say, you can just answer yes. Yes. But it's going to be a spoiler to know exactly what they are? Mhm. Gotcha. Okay, well that would be fun to see.
1: I mean, I don't know that it's a spoiler to know what they are. They become relevant later.
0: Eh, leave it a surprise. I'm kind of excited okay. to find but, out later.
1: But yes, there are sort of like items of importance attached to um, attached to each of the houses. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Are they? I mean, it seems like this was this one was almost intentionally hidden in some ways. That it wasn't like it was sitting on a mantelpiece somewhere in the Gryffindor common room. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it was other,
2: sitting on a mantel.
0: Valid point. Good call, PJ. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a way that anyone could discern. Um, are the other. Uh, I'm referring to them as holy relics, but that's probably not an accurate description. Are the other house relics kept in a, uh, hidden in a similar manner or are any of them more publicly available?
1: Um, as far as I remember, I think they're all kind of hidden or missing in some way.
0: Hmm. Okay, fun. Mm-hmm. Any more questions oh from you, God. PJ?
2: Yeah, I, so apparently Fox was wild before and then there was an Edinburgh press conference that it came out in anyway um so where do w- would one observe uh dragons in this world do you remember sarah
1: um well they're in several places but charlie
2: is studying them in romania oh romania okay mm-hmm. never mind did you just, think they were in albania that that's what i was just like is he in albania is he in the right place is he getting dragons <laughs> um or there for other reasons I mean, they're not oh, yet that far apart, but
0: a, a Weasley being a dark, a, a dark wizard, <laughs> helping Voldemort. Oh, I was thinking
2: way. about essentially a a Dumbledore spy, but Oh,
0: that's possible too. Hmm. Um. um I mean, he, he, he's a quick hop across the Balkans to get between the two, so you know you can still make it work.
2: Um. So a little bit less interesting. Um. What else is in the hat? Okay, that answers that question. Thank I, you. There's
1: yeah. There's nothing else in the hat. <laughs>
2: This was it was a
1: one trick hat.
0: That's disappointing. I got to wonder how the hat...
1: I mean maybe there are other things in the hat. We don't get any other things from the hat.
0: Que- question, did Dumbledore put the sword back in the hat? Cuz imagine the hat kind of prefers that it's gone now.
1: <laughs> no, I think um the Dumbledore keeps the sword in his office.
0: Gotcha. So now it is a mantelpiece
2: kind of thing.
1: Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh um, yeah,
2: I think that's that's pretty much it for me. Spencer.
0: No, that's all I got. I said, uh, these are very much the wrap-up kind of chapters. So I'm really just going into more interesting lore questions rather than fundamental understanding the book as much.
1: Well, I am very excited to start a new book with you all. I feel like it, I, it's a very exciting process to start a new book when we have spent so long on the, on the one before. Um, it's, yeah, this is delightful. Um, I do think that we are gonna have some bonus content related to Harry Potter soon, right? Um, There is maybe some sort of escape room that we are going to be live streaming our escape from.
0: Explain this to me, guys. I I need to understand this as much as the fan base does. What are we doing?
2: I don't know. No, we don't know either. (laughs) So, So basically there's a website that has to do with like Harry Potter trivia slash like watching Harry Potter themed clips and reading pieces and then answering questions or solving puzzles related to that. That's just a entertain yourself with Harry Potter things during lockdown.
0: Oh I am down and I'm going to be the most least helpful person ever in going through these things. I
2: think we need to institute some sort of drinking rules and regulations associated with this. Um, sure. And and Well make it might be it,
1: a sort of Mangum Talks TV three drink minimum to start.
2: Sold. Well, I was thinking, like, so, like if we get questions wrong, like, we need to take, like, a five-minute pause from drinking or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I was afraid you were going to say, if we get questions wrong,
0: we drink. It's just like, I don't want to die. I, this, this is how I die, trying to answer Harry Potter riddles. I,
2: I think you misunderstood how much I was expecting drinking to occur, but... Fair enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now I understand better, and I'm much more down. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> this sounds like a great plan. I'm, this this would be a blast.
1: Um, so, next time, or a time from now, I don't know, but our next chapter, we are going to start um, Harry Potter Book 3, Prisoner of Azkaban.
2: Chapter 1, which is...
1: I'm trying to look it up. I don't I have it in I was going to say, it, it is at
2: the end of the uh, Kindle <laughs> version, so oh, I can it get is. that fairly quickly, which is kind of cheating. Um, maybe. Oh, I
1: believe it is Chapter One Owl Post. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep, and there are three owls with packages. Exciting.
0: Ooh, that is, that is, I'm also just looking at the cover art of Prison Ragnarok. That is a that is delightful cover art of what I'm guessing <laughs> is the uh, prison itself. It almost looks like it's sitting on a, like a dragon head or something else. All right, I'm excited. This looks this fun, and everything I've been, you know, trying to avoid spoilers, but just reading about what the next, uh, reading about people's opinions of the next book. This seems to be like a lot of people's favorite of the entire series. Sarah, People is this love your... *Prisoner
1: of Azkaban*. Um, this is my second favorite. Um, hmm.
0: Yeah. We, and we have not read your favorite. Uh, you, you think you said it was no. later on? mm mm-hmm. okay. Th-
1: Your yeah, actually, favorite the is, uh, one is my favorite
2: the the bard or whatever
1: beetle the bard tales of beetle the bard <laughs> all right y'all
2: well
0: looking forward to going through the next chapter and definitely looking forward to our drunken escape room let's see if we uh, can assume the the roles of the bar- of our three heroes as we go through it except that <laughs> sounds except good except i suck at chess so i'm doing you guys are doomed in terms of <laughs> me helping out in this
1: oh boy all right well study up spencer looking forward
0: to it talk to y'all later